My name is Nongrebo Vukile Mackenzie. We've already had part one of this conversation with Ntombiza Masala Shope, where we talked about how we approach the problems that we have or the problems that we perceive we have. Leading up to this conversation, which is part two, where we talk about her social innovation approach to black tax. Welcome to the podcast. So we're continuing with part two of our discussion with Ndombiza Masala Lope and we are now going to go directly to Black Tax because we obviously wanted to talk about that and your social innovation approach to Black Tax. But I think it was important that we lay the foundation that we did in talking about how we solve the problems because, uh, or rather how we solve the problems that we have or the problems that we sometimes perceive we have because we want to align to a certain standard or certain predefined and imposed way of dot 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 ellipsis so let's talk about now your approach to black tax so we've we've got this concept of black taxes giving back um lifting as you rise basically within the context of family yeah so you know a lot of what i guess what i was trying to contend with is this idea of black tax being both fit for what we're trying to do mm-hmm. but it's also incredibly fatalistic mm-hmm. um in that when you are when you're the recipient it can be life-changing mm-hmm. so this idea that uh, black tax is both fit and fatalistic any number of us can put up our hands and say the reason why i have what i have is because of some form of black tax system that was working mm-hmm. right um there are very few, very, very few people um, who can actually say that their parents directly, single-handedly, were able to afford absolutely everything in their lives. Um, whether from school to everyday life, none of us can say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and those who can, honestly, I don't even think they're living here. Because if you are living in South Africa, you are participating in some form of black tax benefits. Um, and so I think... For me, that, that's the starting point is to go, it is actually beneficial in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. And it's important to acknowledge that it is beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, and to not, as someone who's now gotten the benefits of it, mm-hmm. sit back and go, oh my goodness, how dare this thing demand something of me because I have nothing to do with it. Um, and see yourself firstly as a family member that someone else might have gone, but what does my sister's children have to do with me mm-hmm. what does the fact that Ndomzamasala needs to go on an overseas tour have to do with me if her parents have dreams for her then let them sell scones mm-hmm. and find the money for that um, and, and I think that a lot of the way that we look at it we look at it purely from the basis of the burden and so when I was looking at the concept of what tax ought to be and I think you, you and I have spoken about this a little bit but I, but I, I find the example helpful when you look at countries in Scandinavia, right, mm-hmm. they are taxed at more than 40% of their salaries. It's obscene. I, I can't actually imagine living in Denmark and having so much of my money taken. But the reason why it doesn't bother them is because it goes to fund the very things that they need funded. Mm-hmm. Education is free. Social services are free. If absolutely everything is just about free, except maybe for the food you've got to buy. Mm-hmm. They get six to nine months maternity leave and paternity leave. Um, they have parks of wonder, their streets are clean, their lives are, they are the world's happiest nation because things work as they should be. Mm -hmm. So the tax is not a burden. 
it's funding the life I want. Mm -hmm. The problem is taxes that don't fund the life you want. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that that's the thing that, that has made this idea of black tax become a problem mm -hmm. is that there's money leaving, there's effort leaving mm -hmm. and there's very little return for it. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, absolutely. It's compounded by the fact that we're living in an economic situation in South Africa where any amount of money we spend on things does not return what you want. Mm -mm. Whether it's the hundred rand you spent buying Inyama yesterday and the fact that it won't buy you the same amount of meat tomorrow. It's the same principle mm -hmm. that the value of our effort is mm -hmm. not reaping the rewards. Mm -hmm. But we do have the opportunity within this socioeconomic situation that we created. We made it. No mm -hmm. one said this is how tax must work amongst black people. No one said you must help each other in this way. We can change the way in which we help each other. Mm -hmm. We can use every tool available to us. Mm -hmm. We don't have to only use cash. Um, and that was the start of what really bothered me. As I was like, I, I wonder when it was that this became just about money mm -hmm. and only about money. Um, because money doesn't actually solve many of the problems we have. Mm -mm. It solves very few of them. That's why there's not enough of it. Mm -hmm. um, and even if you gave some families all the money they need, it's still not going to get them mm -hmm. out of the situation they're in because the problem is not money. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what I started thinking about is to go, we keep insisting that black tax is a burden, but we don't reinvent the solution and how we deploy it so that it solves the problems we have mm -hmm. rather than upholding this now useless practice mm -hmm. uh, that we've got. And I, and I think it was just in the spirit of, can we just let's end it and let's find a different way that one restores that dignity of the human, mm -hmm. which I think is probably the most paramount, paramount thing. If I could stop the world for anything, it's for the restoration of human dignity mm -hmm. um, that gives everyone the opportunity to contribute. Because I think that that's some of the, that's some of what wasn't actually handed over. Mm -hmm. I think when I think about if I were to fault our parents on anything mm -hmm. and our grandparents, it's that they didn't explain the things that we couldn't see that were being done. Um, so you would see a Malume who's forking out money and you wouldn't see how his sisters help him manage his difficult children. Mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't see the, 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 the family meetings that happen to solve marriage problems. And you didn't understand that that is part of the black tax. Mm -hmm. They're there contributing their familiarity with complex problem solving because their brother does not have the capacity to learn that skill. And so they step in. They show up. Him. They show up and they help him do that. Um, and I think that that's what we don't realize is that the reason why this thing worked wasn't because of money. It worked because everyone was doing something that upheld the unit and then the unit moves forward. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that we would educate just Nungayb. It wasn't that. Mm -hmm. It was not built on that. That she would now be the sole saving grace. It was the unit must take a step forward. The entire family and the people who come with us. And importantly, I guess, maybe in my personal experience, it's that the community around you must also benefit. So the idea is that whatever benefits that individual family can move the whole community forward. Because again, it's this idea that it can't be that one family succeeds, mm -hmm. right? Um, a lot of what my personal experiences, my grandmother having had, I think she birthed 15 children, if I remember. 
I think she raised 11, but she birthed 15. But she spoke a lot about how there's no point in all of you bringing all of your cars to park in my driveway for a weekend. And then you all leave and you leave me poor and impoverished and my neighbors unable to benefit. Because then what was the point of your cars? What's the point of this entire display? Because all it is is a demonstration of all the things that you refuse to bring here to benefit anyone. Um, and so that idea of thinking about how do you make a family function so that families around it can function. Um, and, and, and I think that it, it, it was kind of the compounding realities of all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and to a, a large extent, I think the honesty about having learned about alternative economic systems, that the way we live now is just purely a function of what capitalism has created and that it's not the only way. Um, and I think that, that that probably is one of the biggest things is it's not the only way. Mm-hmm. Money is not the only way. Um, Money is not all that we have to give. Exactly. And to give each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really what I was looking for is can we go back to what is it that we have that we can turn into something valuable? Because I think the, the, the evidence is that when you look at, when you look at cryptocurrency, Right. And it's an obscure example, but without all of the dodginess of forex traders and everyone attached to it, it's basically people going, we're going to invent another way of creating value. We're going to make it. The six of us are going to agree that this thing has value. And that now that the six of us have agreed, it, it actually has value. And when we send, sell it to someone else, we say, this thing is worth a thousand rand. And you're like, no, but I think it's worth 500. There's six other people going, actually, it's worth a thousand. That's really what people are doing is that we're trying to recreate Mm -hmm. value. And I think that we can do that with this concept of black tax. We can recreate uh, the value of being the unemployed graduate at home from being um, a source of frustration and a drain on on the financial situation in the family Mm -hmm. to being someone who can bring something that helps the family cope with what it has in the interim while we move towards something else. Um, and, and, and I think that that's the thing is we can also potentially also start to reframe even what children are, right? Mm-hmm. We, like I grew up in a, in a home where my mother's response to me was your job is to go to school and do well. You, that's what you must do here. Mm-hmm. My job is to go and earn money. Mm-hmm. I bring money. You bring good results. You bring a working mind. Mm-hmm. We can function. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she was very clear that the reason why she sent me to school is because it is of greater financial value that she work rather than teach me the things that she knows. Mm-hmm. So she's entrusting the school to teach me. Mm-hmm. But she was clear that the school is not the replacement for her. It's a stopgap mm-hmm. while she's busy doing something else. Mm-hmm. So her and I would come home and there were things that she had to teach me. So I couldn't say to her, but teacher so-and-so had said, she's mm-hmm. like, that's what they taught you. I must now teach you what I must teach you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's even that acknowledgement, right? That those are the things that we need to shift is your job as a child in a home, as a teenager, is to learn, to learn how to function in the world. So when you're resisting the thing we're trying to teach you, you're not being helpful to the unit. Mm-hmm. You're actually making it more difficult for the unit to move forward because mm-hmm. that's why if your parent passes away and all of their insurances pay out, you will blow that money in six months. 
because you haven't bothered mm-hmm. to learn the lesson that you were supposed to, mm-hmm. which is when your parents sacrificed everything to leave you the millions that they could that were attached to insurance, it was so that you could live decades after them without needing their help. Mm-hmm. Now, when you don't learn that lesson, you think that money is yours, mm-hmm. that money is not yours, that money is for your life. And it's those kinds of things that I think become broken mm-hmm. um, and, w- and things that we can fix, right? Because you don't learn that at school. At school, they're not teaching you about Mm-mm. how do you handle insurance payouts. And, and they they'll shouldn't. never teach. They'll never teach you because it's not their job. They shouldn't. The people who will teach you will be your aunts, your uncles, your neighbors who will teach you what it looks like. We have an entire show dedicated to I Blew It. An entire show dedicated to the colossal failure of handling a big moment and handling the financial windfall that comes with having big financial lumps of lump sums of money. There's no number of EMS lessons that will teach you mm-hmm. that. There's no num- number of LO lessons that will teach you that. But you can learn it from learning how to trust your aunt, learning how to trust your uncle who can advise you and go, well, here's a better way to do this. Mm-hmm. And here's another way. But if you don't learn that, mm-hmm. There's no source from which a financial advisor who will come out of an obscurity won't not take the opportunity to take that money from you. And I think that that, it was those problems that I was contending with of just going, there are so many replicating versions of this problem Mm. because we keep not going back to the root of it. And if if we can get the root of it intact, then, and I, and I, and I really do believe this, that people are capable of handling the replicating problems themselves. Mm-hmm. People know how to rein in children they've raised. Um, they know how to establish conversations among siblings. We know how to say, Zama, that is, that is disrespectful to that person's efforts. Mm. We know how to rein someone in. But the problem is that when we haven't established that value here is not based on the monetary rand value of what you brought, mm-hmm. but it's built on the function of what this unit needs, mm-hmm. then we won't have done the right work. Then it will always be trumped by rich auntie syndrome. Mm-hmm. It'll be trumped by the rich malume syndrome, the mang mang cousin from what what. It will be compounding if we don't get to the root of that. And that's really what I was trying to do and to deliver it in a way that is now familiar, right? Because I think if we deliver it in a we're trying to drive uh, home and family life again. Mm-hmm. That's not a language we understand anymore mm-hmm. because that's not how we're set up. But if you bring mm-hmm. it back in a way where people can opt in, where they can participate in a program, mm-hmm. in a system, in KPIs and results and reward systems, all of these things that are now much more familiar to us, then maybe we can get the same outcome even though we're using a different set of behaviors. But what that does also is it forces you to function with each other. Yeah. It forces you to recognize that you're a system. It forces you to recognize the value of what another brings. Mm. But what I am going to ask is I'm going to ask that you share with us where we can access this information because mm. it it is not a conversation that I feel that we can capture in one sitting yeah. because a, another person will say, but why do I want to be a unit with these people who have reminded me every day that I am this, that, and the other, and I'm not this, mm. that, and the other? Why do I want to give to their collective well-being? Mm. 
why do I want to not become the rich auntie and what what? Because the reason we're in this mess is because Umalume blew all of my grandmother's mm. savings and and and, and, ev- and everybody will bring their own emotional yeah. experience to it and say this is all well and good, but I'd like to stick to the on paper version mm. because that is easier for me to manage. True. So I think. This 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 is deserving of many 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 more conversations that go beyond just let's reimagine black tax because mm-hmm. what you're doing is not you're just reimagining black tax you reimagining the whole psychosocial mm. view of it and the whole objective is to align that to what can then be tangible because we do live in a transactional mm. world at the end of the day you you're going to buy bread with yeah. money you're mm. going to buy petrol with money but what you're doing is you're saying for that transaction to then not be a burden to one person that bread not be a burden to one person mm. let's find a way of using our collective efforts and our collective gifts and our collective talents and our collective everything that we bring to the table to to lessen that buying of the bread yeah. on the person so if the person's buying the bread they know that they're not going to need to come home and make the toast because somebody's going to make that toast exactly kind of thing so i think this is so deserving of a, a whole series of conversations so what what i'm going to ask is that we just for now mm. share where this information can be accessed if they like, i'll put links yeah. up on, on on the site as well sure. so that people can can access that and and i would like to promise that there will be more conversations <laughs> you can promise <laughs> definitely um so i think the quickest way and it's only because i'm a horrible archive of my own thoughts um the quickest way is to probably find it just Google black tax model mm-hmm. um, and my name Dom Zamasala and it should come up quite easily but what I will do um, actually is just just make it um, I'll add it onto uh, my LinkedIn profile okay so if you go into LinkedIn and I will also add it on um, my blog post so dobizamasala.wordpress.com and you can find it there um and it's a video right it just explains here's how the model works this is what it's designed to do um and also the the what came from it the reasons why mm-hmm. it matters that we solve it um and we look at it not only just as my individual family mm-hmm. that we look at it as a society mm-hmm. um and i think it's it's because like like i say the the balance of the scales in south africa is such that the money route we will be tapped out the scales are against us on that one um whether it's because of how much like 95% of the wealth living in what percentage of the population how many people are educated versus employable those numbers are working against us mm-hmm. um so we have to look at it from beyond just zama's emotional response to it we mm-hmm. have to look at it from the basis of what system is going to help multiple zamas at the same time create create enough traction in a different direction mm-hmm. that we can start to have an alternative um so yeah so i think that the best way is to literally google it um and it should be readily available and and i really am open to the conversations about it and and i mean that in open to the emotional conversations because mm-hmm. i know that often when you're presenting something new like this a lot of what i've experienced is people just being like you can't possibly ask me to try another way i'm exhausted you don't understand <laughs> like you just don't understand clearly it worked for you um and i'm and maybe it's because i haven't spent enough time sometimes with people talking to them about the burden that i feel mm-hmm. it is i i fully appreciate what it is to be the eldest who worked pre global crisis who's always had a job 
I know that pain. I know what it feels like. Um, and I know what it feels like to be the first generation of something and the first one to do this. And so it's not from a lack of those pressures and it's not from suggesting that those pressures aren't real and that they don't make it difficult. But it's, it's from, from the a, learnings. Exactly. From those pressures. And it's from a desire to go, I, I, I cannot imagine anything worse um, for my own children than for them to have a long list of people to help. Um, and so I can't think of a better way to help them than mm -hmm. to try and make sure that they don't have this problem or that they can have a version of the solution that actually helps mm -hmm. carry and lighten the load. And that's really what I'm looking to do is mm -hmm. the problem will remain for as long as the problem is not solved. Um, and, and that's really the intention. So in any discussion about it, the point is to find the solution. So if someone's got a perspective, a different way, something that would help um, make sure that it sticks, I'm so open to that. Um, because, I mean, it wasn't one person who made black tax a thing, and I'm sure it will not take one person to make the, so the, the solution that serves all of us. To reconfigure it. Yeah. Damazama Masala, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the podcast.